Rock's answer to your aggravation. Oh, no, 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 no. The Joy Network. Now, 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 now. It's time for the weekly sports page with the dynamic David Coleman. Stay tuned for thrills, chills, and yes, spills. Oh, yeah, and a whole lot of other great stuff. Call 855-525-5683. Tweet your questions at Dynamic Sports PA or Facebook. Drop a line on Dynamic Weekly Sports Show. Sit back, relax, and groove while Dynamic drops sports in your ear hole. Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest. Good morning and welcome to the Weekly Sports Magazine. I'm Danny McDave. Welcome to the show. I hope you're going to sit back and relax for the next couple of hours as we talk sports. The only way we know how, right here on JoyNetRadio.com. We're here every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. Doing it to you in your ear hole. Coming out of your phone, your tablet, your radio, or your pewter. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Of course, we got the dynamic pigskin picks. I was out last week. I was in Springdale, Arkansas. Uh, actually, we had went up Friday night to cover the Little Rock Central Tigers, uh, and they went down to defeat 16-10. Uh, good year by them, by the way. Hats off to Coach Kent Laster and the great season, the great turnaround. You know, you say, well, 6-5 and five total, but considering that they came from 1-8-1 and one last year, to 6-5 and five this year. Good job on their part. Uh, the best, in my opinion, is yes to come, yet to come, and I think you'll see more of that uh, as well. Uh, oh, by the way, before we do anything, you know what we got to do? We got to speak to y'all, right? You know, we do this every Saturday morning, so I want to shout out to everybody that's listening to the show right here in the central Arkansas area, Little Rock, um, West End, East End, South End, North Little Rock, Conway, Lakewood, Lone Oak, uh, where else? Uh, Sherwood, Wrightsville, Hensley, all you folks in the central Arkansas area, what's up? Welcome to the Weekly Sports Magazine. Certainly want to holler at the people down south, southwest, southeast Arkansas, where I matriculated through school. That was, uh, uh, what, Waldo, Magnolia, El Dorado, Stevens, Camden, uh, Augie Mall. <laughs> that name has come up a lot lately. Augie Mall. Uh, welcome to the Weekly Sports Magazine. Certainly kicked it a little bit. Down in Monroe, Louisiana, and Shreveport. Welcome to the Weekly Sports Magazine. Can't forget about my great folks down in New Orleans, Louisiana. Love them folks down there. So let's say bon ton roulette, baby. Let the good times roll. Welcome to the Weekly Sports Magazine. Want to holler at my dog in New York City, Larry Ridley, traveling around the country doing the Madden tournaments. You're doing a great job, man. I'm catching you. 855-525-5683 is the number. If you want to call the show, by the way. 
Uh, also, holla at my son, Akili Coleman, and his uh, new wife. Uh, I guess she's still pretty new. Uh, she, uh, Sonetta Coleman. They'll be in town next week cooking a big Thanksgiving feast for them. Right now, he's in Hawaii kicking back like a fat rat. Old school style. But he should be flying out sometime this weekend, and I will see him on Wednesday. And I'm going to tell you, I am so excited. We're going to jerk a turkey, make some homemade rolls and some pies and some cakes and some dressing and all that stuff. You know, we all like to eat and stuff like that, that all fattening food. So we'll see him next week. Shout out to Lisa Madden in Seattle, Washington. Dr. Rosa Milligan in Los Angeles, California. Shout out to all my friends in Texas from high school to college. I'm not going to call any names because there's a whole rick of y'all down in Texas. From San Antonio, which is my favorite city, to Dallas, to Fort Worth, and to Houston, Texas. Houston! Houston! Yeah, I got a little Johnny Cash in me this morning. So I'm just hollering at everybody. But hey, we got a great show lined up for you. It's going to be Fire! And by the way, our old school jam is going to come from us. You know, I was jamming them this week, and I said, hey, you know what? I have not played these cats yet on the show, so I think I'm going to do a little sky this morning. Now, some of you all, some of you young bucks may not be hip to sky, so I'm going to turn you on to a little sky this morning, so uh, when you hear it, then you can go out to YouTube or wherever you download your music, and you can jam. I can even hear it playing in my head right now, little Sky. But let me give you an update on what we're going to talk about this morning. Of course, we said we're going to have the uh, dynamic pigskin picks. Uh, I'm also going to weigh in on Stephen A. Smith. I've been dancing around it for a while, but after this past week, I think it's time for me to go ahead and drop the bomb on Stephen A. Smith. Uh, Also, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Tua uh, Tagliavoa. You know, if you don't know, Tua Tagovailoa suffered from a terrible injury last week, uh, and there are estimates that he lost over $20 million. You still say these kids don't deserve insurance, and of course, I relay, and you all have been following the show. You kind of know my story about playing football. No, I didn't lose $20 million, but it was, you know, I'm suffering right now from a bad neck injury playing football. Um, so we'll talk about that. It's time to pay these players. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, of course, the the saga that's going on in Memphis with James Wiseman, who is having to pay back $11,500, and we'll get into the details of that. Would you donate some money to help James Wiseman? We'll see. And, of course, like I said, we've got the dynamic pigskin picks coming up. Tell you, I will tell you that I am 42 and 30 through um, 12 weeks. That's not bad, okay? So, um and I always do well in college. I, I haven't picked any pros this week, and you'll know why as we go through the show today. Uh, but And then, of course, we got the old school bumper music. So that's what's happening today. We're going to go out and take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to the Weekly Sports Magazine. I'm Dynamic Dave right here on JoinEdRadio.com.
attention that larger law firms cannot offer. Our experienced attorneys have brought hundreds of cases to verdict in state and federal court and recovered millions for our clients. If you or a loved one have been injured or have property wrongfully damaged, we may be able to help. Do not hesitate to contact our firm anytime for a free attorney consultation. Call 1-800-848-1290. That's 1-800-848-1290. Or email inquiries at arkansas-personal-injury.com. Our law offices are centrally located at 212 Center Street in Little Rock. That's the law offices of James F. Swindoll. Personal injury and products liability attorneys serving Arkansas since 1977. Mitchell Funeral Home welcomes all of Arkadelphia and Arkansas to connect with a family-owned and operated service provider in Clark County since 1966. At Mitchell Funeral Home, they understand that the funeral is a celebration of a life and legacy, so the entire staff takes great pride in the caring, personal, and professional services they provide. Cremations, funeral planning, burial policy, life insurance, notary, and monument sales are just a few of the services they offer. Flexible packages are available as well. Mitchell Funeral Home appreciates the trust and confidence placed in them and will continue to enhance their services so as to serve you better. Call now. Get connected. 870-246-2611. That's 870-246-2611. Call, click, or come by. MitchellFuneralServices.com. Don't wait till we're needed. Call us now. Let's walk through this together. 870-246-2611. It's quality you can appreciate and service you can depend on at Mitchell Funeral Home. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. We still have the green top at your very next stop. The same great service, but more of it. Give us a call, 501-663-1553 or 664-2992. Or call our toll-free number, 1-877-HABIBI-1. Diapers, pull-ups, hospital beds, wheelchairs, Simply Fit, diabetic supplies, underpads, and more. Your durable medical supply center. LeBron James is the greatest player we've seen this generation. You have to be careful when you start saying, and so, well, he wasn't as good as Michael, but he wasn't as good as Magic. Every generation, you get that. You begin to sound like that old man that lives down the street, and every time you walk on his yard or you even walk by his yard, he's on the porch and he's got that little crooked finger. He's like, get off my lawn! Get off my lawn! Join the weekly sports magazine every Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. on joinedradio.com. Get off my lawn! Yeah, we rocking the house this morning. It's the Weekly Sports Magazine playing the old school, the best old school bumping music in the universe. Uh, this one is called Call Me. So you can call me at 855-525-5683. And let's kick it. Yeah, we talking sports this morning. Of course, I was doing my dynamic pigskin picks in the break. Still got those coming up later on in the show. Man. Anytime, call me. Y'all remember that? For PJ, the dip, the quarter note, the grand palace. 
Yeah! Uh! 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 Yeah! Having a good time up here on the Weekly Sports Magazine. We're here every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. I know some of y'all said, man, Dave, you're there all the time. Uh, those, this is the work of the program director, of course, and uh, sports director. So, you know, I got to do all this stuff, but I don't mind because I love doing it. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We've got some more Sky coming up a little later on uh, as well. Man, I just can't believe that. I mean, that song is like old, man, you know. Not that I was back there or anything like that. So I'll, I'll get you my dynamic pigskin picks here coming up in just a moment. Uh, let me just quickly go through a couple of things. We're going to talk about Tua Tagovailoa because we need to talk about this. And you know if you've been following the show, I've been tough on it's time to pay athletes. It's long time past. It's long time past. Let me say this again. It's long time past to be paying the, not to be paying these athletes. Okay, let's stop this this foolishness. Let's stop this lie about amateur sports. Anytime you're making money, it's no longer amateur. But you say, oh, it's amateur because the money goes to the school and not to the to the student. That's a bunch of crap. So we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning coming up. But I also want to make sure that I get into um, uh, the uh, some headlines from last night. And of course, if you didn't see the pass. Or that last at the the shot at the half, where it was a a three quarter length pass. LeBron James jumps up like he was a. Uh, they thought it was OBJ, but it was LBJ. One hand catch, throws it off to uh, a fellow Laker. Three point bucket at the half. Uh, y'all might think LeBron James is uh, losing a step. Huh. <laughs> Have y'all been watching the headlines? I know there are a lot of LeBron James haters out there. And by the way, I wonder what you Laker fans who didn't want LeBron James are thinking now. Would you all be 11-2 and two or whatever their record is right now if LeBron James was not on your team? Yeah, the team that LeBron James would be on would be 11-2, and two, okay? Anthony Davis had 33 points last night. LeBron had uh, 23 uh, excuse me, not 11-2, and two, but 13-2. and two. Uh, They beat the Thunder last night, 131-27. Uh, a great game by the uh, Celtics. Of course, uh, excuse me, a great game by the Lakers. I've got the Celtics on my mind because we're going to talk about them here in a moment. Also, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers over the Spurs. I think the Spurs' days are done, okay? 76ers, which is my favorite team, 10-5 and five over the year, 115-104 over the Spurs last night. Hawks and Pistons, Pistons win that uh, by 25. Wizards over the Hornets, 125-118. Nets, 116-97 over the Kings. So those were some of the scores from last night. Oh, by the way, Heat over the Bulls, 116-108. Cleveland falls to the Mavericks, and Luka Doncic is having a heck of a year, 143-141. Uh, uh, last night, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 14 assists for Doncic. That The Jazz are still pounding the struggling Warriors, 113-109. I'm going to touch on the Warriors here in just a moment. Uh, let's see. Also, Clippers, 122-119 over the Rockets. I'm sorry, folks. The Rockets are not going to win a championship. Yeah, James Harden scores a lot, 
They're not going to win a championship. That style of basketball has been proven over and over again that you cannot win in the playoffs, and you're going to see that again as well. All right? Uh, and last but not least, the Celtics go down to the Nuggets 92-96 with a uh, horrific fall by uh, Kimball Walker. Actually, what happened, he ran into, they were hustling for a loose ball. He ends up running head first into one of his own players. And for, and he was taken off the, uh, the court on a stretcher. They're saying that he has concussion-type symptoms, but I got a feeling that he might have jammed his neck. Now, we call it a jammed neck, but in essence, now that I have neck issues, he might have compressed a vertebrae. So we'll see what happens here. So uh, or collapsed the vertebrae. Now that doesn't. It's not serious. Hell, I walked around for 25 years with that same condition until it got so bad that I couldn't move my left side and went numb. But Kimball Walker goes out last night. So that's your update on the scores today. Of course, uh, we'll give you some uh, updates on some of the games. And I tell you what, we'll uh, we'll do that college football games here uh, when we get ready to do our college. Uh, pigskin picks coming up here in a little bit. By the way, welcome back to Camelo Anthony. A lot of people don't like Camelo, but he's back playing. Some people say it's good. Some people say it's bad. Uh, but we'll see well, whether or not it'll, it'll help the Blazers. I don't know at this point, but welcome back. And certainly with some of the busters that are in this league, Carmelo has a place to play. Now, is it going to be the old Carmelo that we used to know? No, it isn't, okay? Uh, but we'll see what's happening with that. All right. 855-525-5683 is the number. All right. So let's talk a little bit. Um, uh, I want to make sure I cover the headlines because, uh, as I said, a lot of the show this morning is going to be talking about Stephen A. Smith. Uh, so we're going to get into that as well and the Colin Kaepernick situation. Uh, and uh, I'm going to show you the double standard that we don't talk about, okay? But we're going to talk about it today because it is ridiculous. Uh, by the way, James Franklin is being looked at as the next head football coach at Florida State. Will he leave Penn State? That's going to be interesting. I covered James Franklin. Also, he's looking at Southern California as well, uh, 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 you know, uh, USC. Uh, so James Franklin's name is popping up a lot. Will he leave Penn State? I covered uh, James Franklin while I lived in Nashville uh, when he coached the Vanderbilt Commodores, and they and did they did make a run, and that's how he got ends up with a job uh, at Penn State. So keep your eye on James Franklin leaving Penn State. But the Penn State, by the way, plays Ohio State. Big game today. We'll get into that a little later on. In fact, that's one of my dynamic pigskin picks that we'll talk about here a little later. Okay, so that's the quick headlines. Let me just go through my wall. Uh, you can always keep up to date on what's happening with the show by simply going to my wall and uh, checking out some of the things that I posted. A lot of times I'm going to uh, I'm going to cover uh, on the show those things. Okay, so that's what we're going to do today. Uh, I'm going through because uh, I uh, oh by the way we do I do want to talk a little bit about the Mason Rudolph uh, um, um, issue with uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh last Thursday a week ago because I think that's very interesting uh, as well. It's been a lot a lot of talk about it, but at the end of the day, um, 
And Earl Campbell makes some interesting news about a week ago. I'm, I'm kind of going down. I'm stalling. And, and oh, by the way, while I'm doing this, let me go ahead and talk about the Arkansas Razorback. Um, the Arkansas Razorback um, coaching situation. Uh, a lot of people are saying that they want Houston Nutt. I hate to say this, but they're not going to rehire Houston Nutt. And let me go and break this out right now, okay? Because, see, here's the problem with Arkansas. See, Arkansas, especially the people in northwest Arkansas, they have this elitism type thing. All of a sudden, over the last 20 years, the people in northwest Arkansas have decided that they were going to divide themselves from the central and southeastern part of Arkansas. They want their own little area up there. So you saw over the last 25, 20, 25 years that they were uh, personally doing that. It began with them moving games out of Arkansas, claiming that they can't win here in Little Rock, and they used the excuse that they built that big stadium and they lose money, yet they were getting the majority of their best players out of Little Rock. Um, so then, of course, they finally hired Houston Nutt. You notice when they give credit to the best coaches – they rarely talk about nut. They always talk about we want Bobby Petrino back or we want Gus Malzahn back. But it was Houston Nut that had the best success ever when they were in the SEC. Two SEC championship games, SEC West title. And, you know, I saw a post the other day where someone said, well, you know, the SEC ain't like it used to be. Uh, uh, well, the SEC was, SEC was good then. It's good now. So that argument was ludicrous. But again, that's part of the bias that people have against Little Rock from Northwest Arkansas. So Marcus Elliott, who is a very good friend of mine uh, and uh, a high school teammate, uh, made a post on his page about Houston Nutt and the successes that he has and, in his opinion, is a no-brainer for the rehire. Look, Houston is a friend of mine, played high school football with a lot with all of his brothers, know him personally, has been on my show in Nashville. I'm not saying this because he's a friend of mine, but when you go back and you look at when Arkansas was at its best, it was with Houston Nutt. And Houston Nutt was, in fact, recruiting from Central Little Rock, Central Arkansas, Little Rock, Conway. Go back and look at those, look at all of those stars that came from this area, okay? And look what look what look what the results were while Houston Nutt was coaching. The problem with Arkansas is that they all of a sudden thought that the best football players in the state was in Northwest Arkansas. Okay, no, it isn't. Sorry. Okay, but also Northwest Arkansas was part of the reason Houston Nutt ended up leaving. Why? Because they wanted to force Gus Malzahn and Mitch Mustang on Houston Nutt. Houston Nutt, remember that backfield? Peyton Hillis, Felix Jones, oh, the two-year runner-up with the Heisman Trophy, Darren McFadden. Remember those guys? That was Houston Nutt's backfield. They wanted Mitch Mustang to come in and start throwing the ball around. Houston Nutt didn't agree with that. That's where all the controversy began. Okay, so you force Gus Malzahn under his team. You force Mitch Mustang under his team. And ever since then, it's been a mess. It's been going downhill. All right. Houston Nutt knows how to coach. We know that for sure. Let me say that again. 
Houston Nutt knows how to coach. The problem is that there's too many people up in Fayetteville who has this bias against Little Rock players and Little Rock, Little Rock athletes. You know who the best beneficiary was when they destroyed the Arkansas football programs in Little Rock? Northwest Arkansas. Look and see who wins most of the state. Who's won the most state championships in the last the last 15, 20 years? Northwest Arkansas. Okay? That was a direct result of the Arkansas Athletic Association going in and changing up the playoff format and splitting up the schools. The last team that won something in the central Arkansas area, now certainly Brian has done well. North Little Rock was the other. Little Rock Central, Little Rock Hall, Little Rock Parkview, those realignments were devastating to those schools. And they continue to be devastating to these schools. But people in Northwest Little Rock were saying, yes, yes, now we can control everything. And that's what's been going on. Thusly, many athletes out of Little Rock choose to go to other schools, go out of state to go to school. They refuse to go to Arkansas. I will tell you right now that if I had a son that was an athlete, whether it's basketball or football, I would not send them to the Razorbacks. Now, don't get me wrong. If you know me, I'm a Razorback lover. Grew up a Razorback. Sold hot dogs at all the Razorback games as a kid for my Boy Scout troop. Troop 450. Shout out, baby. Up and down those stairs at War Memorial Stadium. Got to see people like, like Dickie Morton, Joe Ferguson, Muskie Harris. Got to watch all these people up close and personal. Every home game that they played here in Little Rock. You see, the Razorbacks cut their teeth on Little Rock, and then all of a sudden they abandoned Little Rock, and now they want Little Rock to be loyal to Northwest Arkansas. Dude, that dog ain't going to hunt. You're not going to come down to Little Rock and use up our kids, our players, and then ignore us and treat us like a stepchild when we built y'all. Not going to happen. And that's the problem that the people in Fayetteville have right now. And until you start recruiting Little Rock, every time you hear them talking about, well, we got to go recruit Texas. We need to recruit, be able to recruit other places. They never say we need to recruit Little Rock. Because Little Rock has some damn good athletes. Y'all just don't recruit them. And they go on to other places and are very successful. And then you sit back two or three years later and say, well, how did he get out of the state? That's because you idiots up there in Northwest Little Rock don't look at Little Rock players as they should be. That's why you're suffering. 855-525-5683 is the number. So will Houston not end up being the head football coach at Little Rock, at Arkansas? I don't think so because of the things that I just stated. But I'm going to tell you that a name that nobody talks about, and by the way, Stop going out there and getting these coaches that you hope will be good. If you want to coach and you want to be successful in the SEC, you better start going and recruiting coaches that have a proven track record. These upcoming wannabes like Mike Norvell, all they well, we want a guy from Arkansas. Who cares? We want a guy from Arkansas. So we let's go get Mike Norvell. Where is Mike Norvell coaching? He's coaching in the American Athletic Conference. It's a weak conference. That's the same conference you just got who? Chad Morris from, right? It was a weak conference. It's a, so what do you think he's going to do in the SEC? 
What are you going to think you're going to do? He's going to do in the SEC. Every coach that has been hired in the SEC, particularly at Arkansas, you know what they say? You know what they say? Man, I wasn't expecting it to be the way it is. Of course you weren't. The SEC is different. That's not a joke. That's not a bias. That's a fact for me covering the SEC and covering all the other conferences. I've watched them all up and personal for the last 20 years since I've been covering sports. And the SEC, the talent, the athletes, all of that thing is a different ball game. Go and look every draft how many SEC players get drafted. I'm just saying, in the first round, it's a different ball game. So when you're going out and getting these coaches, these wannabe coaches, these up and comers, you might hit hit a hit hit get lucky. You might get lucky. Okay? But overall, most of these Yahoos are not ready to coach in the SEC. It takes a different breed. So bringing a new guy in with his Big 12 offense, it didn't work, did it Chad Morris? It's not going to work. Here's the thing how you win the SEC. Number one and number one only. You better be able to play defense. Okay? You better be able to knock somebody's head in the dirt. That ought to be priority. Yeah, you want to score points. But if you can't stop anybody, and look, this is no secret here. See, we've we've got enamored with this... Oh, we got to put up some points. We want to see the ball thrown up and down the field. That's why they're so in love with Bobby Petrino in this state. Bobby Petrino never won a damn thing. He never went to an SEC title game. He never won the SEC West. But he was throwing the ball up and down the field. Woo! Woo! That was a great pass. That was a great play. At what point are Arkansas fans going to say, hey, look, I want to win an SEC. Because, see, when Houston Nutt was here, that's what Houston Nutt was trying to do, win the SEC. At what point will Arkansas fans be content, stop being content to go to a 6-6 and bowl game? You hear that all the time. Oh, we just want to go to a bowl game. Even in this coach coaching search that's going on right now, here's what Arkansas fans, we just want to win. I have not yet, and I listen, yes, I do listen to the competition. If you are in this business or any business, if you're not paying attention to the competition, you're going to end up being left out. So here's what they've been saying. Oh, we just want to go to a bowl game. It would be nice to go back to a bowl game. If we could just get to 6-6, six and six, that would be happy. Even going into this season, that's what they were saying. They were not interested in saying, hey, how about winning the SEC? How about winning the SEC? How about challenging for a national title? You never hear Arkansas fans talk about challenging for a national title. Never. Man, I played sports a long time. I didn't play sports to be 6-6. Six and six. And me, to me, if I was 6-6, six and six, that was a loss. That was a losing year. When I first went to SAU, we were 3-7. and seven. It was, I was miserable. I had never been on a losing team like that. The next year we were six and six. My third year, seven and four. No. Arkansas fans, all they want to do is go to bowl games. And when you have that mentality, then you end up getting what you get. And that's mediocrity. And that's what you had at Arkansas. Y'all don't care about anything else except mediocrity. 
Therein lies the problem. And long as that mentality persists in Arkansas, in Fayetteville, it's going to continue. And long as that elitist, elitist mentality persists, that you think you're better than Central Arkansas, so you're not going to recruit, recruit Central Arkansas kids, that's the problem. Go look at your roster, Razorback fans. Look at all those Northwest Arkansas kids on there. There's no way you ought to have that many kids on that. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I watched a lot of high school football over the last two years. Those kids aren't that good individually. I'm sorry. Hate it if I offended you, but they're not. They're not the best athletes in the state. The best athletes in the state come from Little Rock. So what you do when you recruit, you build a fence around your state. You build a fence around, and then you build an inner fence around your urban areas. And you make sure that you recruit every kid that's in the urban area. You better send them a letter. You better send them a letter. Y'all don't even do that. But you do it for the kids up in northwest Arkansas like Bentonville and, uh, and all those, Berryville and Fayetteville and Springdale. I'm going to tell you, last Saturday, Friday night, I went to see Springdale Harbor. They're not as good as Little Rock Central. Little Rock Central has better athletes. The problem with Little Rock Central is that they're just young. Watch out for them Tigers next year. So that's what's happening on the hill at Fayetteville. <laughs> Needed to throw that out there. I want to talk about that this morning. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Tua Tagalavoa and why he and other athletes deserve long-term insurance and to be paid. You're listening to the Weekly Sports Magazine. I'm Dynamic Dave on JordanRadio.com. your back-to-school headquarters. All college students, fraternities, and sororities get a two-piece living room set for only $3.99 or take advantage of our four-piece living room special, which includes sofa, love seat, chair, and ottoman for only $5.99. Quantities are limited. Who done it? The butler done it. Furniture Depot. Or what about an extra thick queen size mattress, full or queen size, for only $2.98, or an Ashley Signature four piece bedroom set for $4.99, or a five piece dinette set for only $1.99. Huge selections and savings are going on at Butler Furniture Depot, your back to school headquarters. Call 562 8333 for direction. Who done it? The Butler done it. At Bullish Furniture Depot, hablamos español. Who done it? The Butler done it. Bullish Furniture Depot. Hi, this is Alvin from Habibi's 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. We still have the green top at your very next stop. The same great service, but more of it. Give us a call, 501-663-1553 or 664-2992. Or call our toll-free number, 1-877-HABIBI-1. Diapers, pull-ups, hospital beds, wheelchairs, Simply Fit, diabetic supplies, underpads, and more. Your durable medical supply center. Hi, I'm attorney Deodor Thompson from the Thompson Law Firm, and I want to help with your legal matter. Whether it's criminal defense, 
bankruptcy, personal injury, or family law, I want to help you. I can be reached at 501-503-5095. Don't face your legal issues alone. You need an attorney whose primary objective is to provide you with the best legal representation. Our office address is 415 North McKinley, Suite 710 in Little Rock. I'm attorney Toyota Thompson, and I want to provide you with the best legal representation. I'm so glad I found the Kick Above. It's like my very own personal training studio. A Kick Above removed the guesswork and intimidation and offered me a very supportive and structured environment specific to my personal goals. Kim Leverett and her certified personal trainers even offered nutritional guidelines for my personal workout. It's about me at a Kick Above. Call 501-868-8850 or go to a kickabove.com. Now, what am I wearing tonight? Thanks to a Kick Above, I look marvelous. Serving the families of Clark County and the surrounding area since 1966, it's Mitchell Funeral Home. Understanding that a funeral is a celebration of life, the entire staff of Mitchell Funeral Home takes great pride in the caring, personal, and professional service they offer. Cremations, funeral plannings, burial policies, life insurance, notary, and monument sales are a few of the services we offer. Mitchell Funeral Home, Arkadelphia, 870-246-2611. Mitchell Funeral Home. Quality you can appreciate, service you can depend on. All right, welcome back to the Weekly Sports Magazine, Jamming Sky this morning. Here's to you, 1980. When the hits were hot, I'm Danny McDave. I always like to say I'm an ex-DJ. I'm a DJ trying to get out of my talk show host body. We'll never make it. Them were some bad folks back in there. That was a great group. By the way, I said that I was going to tell you who I think they ought to hire. They being Arkansas. The team that they ought to hire is pretty obvious. I mean, the guy that they ought to hire, I've said it before on the show, is Les Miles. It's Les Miles. At the end of the day, Les Miles coached in the SEC. He also coached in the Big 12. He's got contacts in Texas. He's got contacts with SEC uh, recruiting bases as well. Florida, Mississippi, coached at LSU, won a national title at LSU, currently coaching at Kansas, making $2.7 million a year. You mean to tell me if you went to Les Miles and said, hey, look, we're going to bump your pay up to $4 million. That's the guy you ought to get. Houston Nut, notwithstanding. Houston Nut or Les Miles, I'm fine with. But all these other Yahoo names that they're throwing out there, you're going to end up being in the same predicament that you are right now, three years from now. I promise you. Les Miles or Houston Nut. And I'm going to be honest with you, as much as I love my friend Houston Nut, I think Les Miles are the pers- is the person you ought to get. But either one to be great with me. I'm just saying. That's how you ought to look at it. All right? Also, uh, if you were watching last week, Tua Tagovailoa had a, a devastating injury. He has already had two ankle surgeries. They were playing last week, um, Mississippi State. 
as Tua was scrambling. He was ran down from behind by two players. Uh, when they land, they grabbed him from behind. When he fell, he landed on his knee. His knee jammed into his hip and br- basically broke his hip. Now, they're saying that he's going to have a full recovery. Well, what does that mean? Let me tell you something. There's no such thing as a full recovery when you've been cut on. A doctor will tell you that. Okay? There's no such thing. Can you be repaired? Yes. I was repaired, but I haven't recovered. And thank God I ain't out there still trying to play football. But when I first got injured, I played football for two more years. Thinking I had a shoulder problem when actually it was a damaged vertebrae, which at, at any point just goes to show you that the creator was looking out for me. Because as hard as I hit, as much as I threw my body around, I'm lucky that I'm still alive today, let alone not being paralyzed. I'm being honest with you. I am fortunate. So you're never fully repaired. But here's the problem with this. Tua Tagalavoa did not have any insurance. Now, they say that kids can go out. They've allowed kids to go out and have insurance. Because he doesn't have insurance. And what is called is a loss of value policy. He could lose around $10 million if he falls from the first few picks in the 2020 draft down to the mid-round. Ten million. If he falls, and that's that's a that's according to Darren Ravel. But with coverage that with the coverage that Tagalavoa has, he would collect money if injury prevented him from playing again. Thanks to Alabama's permanent total disability insurance. Okay. Of course, Tagovailoa doesn't have to enter the 2020 draft. He still has another year eligibility for the Crimson Tide. Now, why would he Why would he even go back and do that? All right? Tagovailoa does, if he does enter the draft, it will be interesting to see the effect of his season-ending hip surgery uh, on his stock. It's possible that other quarterbacks like Burrow from Oregon, Herbert from, uh, or, uh, Burrow from uh, LSU, and Herbert from Oregon could get viewed as safer picks due to their health. That doesn't mean that they're better players. Okay? The bottom line is that Tagalavoa has lost a lot of money because he was trying to play for the glory of Alabama. Now, Alabamians will say, oh, oh, Tua, he's got all the Alabama passing records. Oh, what a great guy. That ain't going to pay his bills. That's not going to pay his long-term medical problems that he's going to have when he gets this age, when that hip starts starts uh and those ankles start stiffening up on him and arthritis sets in this is why these kids need long-term health care as much money as the ncaa makes see i've been saying this for years a lot of people have been saying oh they ought to get paid no i'm saying they need long-term disability because a lot of these kids don't go pro a lot of these kids don't get 10 20 million dollar contracts A lot of them have to go back home with menial jobs. And even if they get decent jobs, a lot of times these insurance companies are not going to take care of pre-existing conditions that were created by playing sports in college. 
As much money as the NCAA makes, they ought to be setting up funds where former athletes can draw insurance to take care of issues that happen while they played football. If it wasn't for me working at Dell Computers for 15 years, when I finally decided that, hey, my shoulder went numb while I'm walking in the mall. I was with my son. He says, Dad, what's wrong? I said, I don't know. My shoulder's numb. But what he did know, that it had been numb for almost 15 minutes. And it had been going numb for the last two or three years. It had just gotten to the point where it had gotten so bad that it was unbearable. I go to the doctor. He says, Mr. Coleman, you have three collapsed vertebrae. You must have been an ex-football player. Yes, how'd you know? He says, because I get a lot of football players coming here with the same condition that you have. Theoretically, you have a broken neck. You're probably lucky because you could have been paralyzed. He says, you're one of the toughest MFs I've ever met. He said, how long ago did you play football? I said, about 30 years ago. He said, so you've been walking around this long with this condition? Yes, I have. Didn't it hurt? Yes, it did. Why didn't you go to the doctor? I don't know. You get this, right? A lot of these same players, a lot of these players walk around with same similar injuries, debilitating injuries, and they don't get good jobs like I had when I was working for a corporation. They don't get those. So they suffer. See, this is my argument against paying the players. My argument is you need to take out long-term disability for these players so that when these, when these issues occur 10, 15 years down the road, colleges are saying, oh, hey, thank you for the good times. Boy, you were really good on that touchdown. Oh, boy, well, I remember you made that sack and ran the, uh, and did that scoop and score. But, yeah, man, I, you know, I, I can't move my leg now. Can y'all help me? Oh, no, we can't help you. You got to go get you got to go get your help from somewhere else. That's the problem. And by the way, Tagovailoa would be crazy if he went back to play for Alabama again. He would be crazy. That's playing Russian roulette. Take your ball and go home to her. Rehab yourself. Forget about the glory of Alabama. You've already won a national title. You have nothing else to prove at Alabama. Nothing. Go and get your money because you're about to be seen. You're about, see, you play at Alabama, number one. They love you. See, they don't like your brown skin, but they love you because you can throw touchdowns. You're going to get a chance to see just how much they love you here in the next few years. I'm just saying. Take your ball and go home to a. That's the only way to do it. Now, story comes out, he's indicated that he's more likely to go to the draft, and rightfully so. There's no reason he should go back. None whatsoever. Why would he go back? Let me go out to my friend's uh, draft. The, uh, by the way, if you want to, I don't know if he's going to have anything up this early or not, but one of my favorite draft websites uh, is the Great Blue North Draft Report. 
Colin Lindsley. He's actually in Canada, believe it or not, but he's a huge Giants fan. And uh, I had him on my show while I was in Nashville, and uh, he was pretty good. So I've been following him for years. Let's see, position rankings. Let me let me see what he has on here as far as uh, position rankings, see if he's put anything up as of yet. It doesn't look like he has. Let's see here. So he hasn't put anything up for the 2020 season, and that's what I like about him. He doesn't go through the year trying to tease you. So he doesn't – let's see, does he have the selection order up? So right now the selection order – Let's just go through this. Here's the selection order right now. Cincinnati, Washington, New York, Miami, the Jets, Tampa Bay, Denver, Atlanta, Arizona, and Detroit. That's your top ten right there. Then you have the Chargers, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Oakland, Philadelphia, Miami, Tennessee. So let's go to those top Let's say you've got you've got um, Cincinnati who needs a quarterback. In all likelihood, Washington won't take a quarterback. I think they're going to stick with Haskins, but you never know. The Giants doesn't need a quarterback. Miami definitely need a quarterback. The Jets, I don't care what you say, Sam Donald is not getting the job done. So you could probably argue that the Jets might think about getting a quarterback. Tampa Bay. Um, as, as, as they're going to need a quarterback. Let's put it this way, okay? Jameis Winston isn't getting it done. He's a turnover machine. Denver needs a quarterback. Matty Ice is still in Atlanta, Arizona, Detroit. We're, we don't know what's happening with Matt Stafford, but it seems to me that he cannot stay healthy. So let's see, one, two, three, four, five, I'd say five, maybe six teams out of the top ten will be looking for a quarterback. If you throw in their Los Angeles Chargers, where they're currently playing, and the Jacksonville Jaguars down to number 12. So you're talking about seven out of the top ten teams. Uh, seven out of the top 12 teams drafting will need quarterbacks because there's, the, there's reports that this may be the last year for Phillip Rivers for the Chargers. Jacksonville needs a quarterback. I know they've got Nick Foles, but again, I know he was injured. Are you really sold on Fold? So possibly seven out of the top 12 drafting could use a quarterback. So Tagovailoa could end up where, uh, with any one of those teams. Cincinnati. Miami. The Jets. Tampa Bay. Denver. Detroit. Chargers and Jacksonville. So we'll see. But if I'm Tagovailoa, I'm gone, dude. There is no reason why I'm going to even, even think about, even think about going any going back to uh, Alabama. That would be crazy. You've had three surgeries now. One on either ankle, and now a uh, there could be a potential debilitating injury. In your hip. The same injury that Bo Jackson got. Now we know we know technology is different. 
yada, yada, yada. But we never saw Bo Jackson again the way we wanted him to. That hurt me because I was a Raider fan. We never saw Bo again the way we wanted to. Now, he's not a running back, but he is a scrambler. We should be concerned. I think, to be totally honest, Tua's career may be over. For what? For the glory of Alabama? Those millions of dollars that he could have had gone down the tube because of an arrogant coach. And everybody wants to give Nick Saban a pass. And everybody wants to say, oh, well, you know, I understand what he was doing. It was at the half. They were only leading 35-7, to and they wanted to work on a two-minute offense. You can't get that in practice, so why not go and have him give him a chance? How long has Tua been playing for Alabama? How many times has Tua worked on a Tua? Tua? It, would this have been the first time Tua worked on an, uh, a two-minute offense? No. So he shouldn't have been in there. After you got up 35-7, hey, Tua, you're done. Even if he comes back and says, hey, coach, can I go back in? No, son, you're done. No, you're done. That's the arrogance of Nick Saban. And it amazes me how the media allows a pass for this guy. Y'all try to pretend just because a person wins, he can do no wrong. Just like last year when Gabo Sweeney decided not to give that young man a ring. Well, uh, everybody came out and tried to defend Gabo Sweeney. Gabo Sweeney was a joke. And then he want to run around and talk about how Christian he is. 855-525-5683. The media gives them a pass when they win. They chuck it up and laugh it up. You know, Nick Saban has people so scared that they won't even ask him hard questions. What a joke. 855-525-5683 is the number. Right now, if you go out to my wall, there's a petition out there that I would, have, I would ask you to fill out. It's called Demand That Congress Guarantee Fair Pay for College Athletes in Every State. And I'm going to read this to you because as I've told you that I support paying athletes, the NCAA continues to criminalize black student athletes for not having money. Last year, Chase, Long, Chase Young a star defensive uh, football player for the Ohio Buckeyes sought after his dream of having his family see him play in one of the biggest football events of the year, the Rose Bowl. He had to borrow money for a family friend to pay for airfare for his family to travel for the game. He paid the family friend back, but the NCAA put Young under investigation, suspending him two games, forcing him to sit out games, that jeopardized his chances of winning the Heisman Trophy. In Memphis, the NCAA is sabotaging basketball star James Wiseman for the financial support that his family was given without his knowledge when he was in high school. Wiseman's then high school coach, Penny Hardaway, helped pay, his, pay for him and his family to relocate to a better high school, but because of this, the NCAA started an investigation and is blocking him from playing. That's $11,500 that he has to pay back. And by the way, why is he paying it back to a charity? And why, if he borrowed it from Penny Hardaway, why doesn't he have to pay it back to Penny Hardaway? 
The dollar amount of Chase Young's airfare and James Wiseman's family support is minuscule when it when compared to the billions of dollars the NCAA will make off of these athletes this season. The NCAA signed a TV deal with CBS Sports and Turner Broadcasting to air its March Madness tournament that will make them a billion dollars a year. Yet NCAA is criminalizing Chase Young and James Wiseman over a $1,000 transaction meant to help their families. The NCAA recently succumbed to national pressure to allow athletes to earn money from the use of their names, likenesses, and images. But because this is the NCAA, we know there will be arbitrary limitations for how and when players can earn and spend their own money. The scrutiny over student-athlete finances will only increase as players are exposed to more economic opportunity, as in the case of James Wiseman and Chase Young. We can't leave it up to the NCAA to create fair rules for athletes. Demand congressional legislation to end the exploitation of black athletes around the country. Here's a petition. Dear Representative, under the NCAA's current rules, college players can't profit from their own image or likenesses. Because of rigorous practice and game schedules, student-athletes cannot work while under scholarship. And because of their demands the NCAA put on black athletes to generate revenue, many find it impossible to earn a degree while they play. Not only are the NCAA's rules denying black athletes fair compensation, they're robbing student athletes of a chance to get a degree. When the California passed the Fair Play to Pay Act, the NCAA's authority over black student athletes was directly challenged. In fact, the NCAA fought against the legislation from the time the bill was introduced under Governor Gavin Newsom signed the bill until Governor Gavin Newsom signed the bill. The NCAA's new decision is a power move in retaliation for states attempting to govern their own college athletes. It is also a strategic opportunity for the NCAA to maintain full control of players by creating the terms of their compensation and will likely include arbitrary limitations on how players can be compensated. We can't leave it up to the NCAA to create fair rules in a game it never wanted to play. Student athletes will continue being exploited under the NCAA unless the Congress guarantees fair play for all student athletes. This legislation would transcend geographic and partisan lines. Republican Representative uh, Resenator Warner introduced recently introduced a bill in Congress, the Student Athlete Equity Act, H.R. 1844, which would strip the NCAA of their tax-exempt status unless they begin allowing athletes to profit off of their likenesses. Democratic presidential candidate Cory Booker pledged to back legislation in Congress that would allow student-athlete compensation. By passing a federal law, Congress can ensure an end to the NCAA's long exploitation of black student-athletes and usher in a new golden era in fairness in college sports. I implore you to pass this legislation to guarantee fair pay for all student-athletes. Now, that petition is on my wall. I'm going to repost this petition. To the top of my wall. It's time to get involved, folks. We've been sitting on the sideline far too long. 
it's time for us to stand up against corporations that seek to exploit our children, our neighborhoods. And when I say corporations, I say the NCAA and, yes, colleges, because they are nothing more than corporations, and they've been living off the dole of athletes for decades. Everybody makes money off athletes but athletes. Magazines, television stations, sports shows. Everybody makes money but athletes. It's time to stop this mess. This is crazy, guys. It makes no sense whatsoever. Please go out and sign that petition. We got to take the top of the hour break. We'll be back in a moment. On the other side, we're going to talk a little bit about the brawl with Miles Garrett. And then we're going to jump headlong, headlong into some other stuff right here on joinedradio.com. You're listening to the weekly sports magazine. I'm Dynamic Dave on joinedradio.com. The law offices of James, James F. Swindoll, James F. Swindoll provides our clients the personal our clients care and personal attention care. that larger law firms cannot offer. Our experienced attorneys have brought hundreds of cases to verdict in state and federal court and recovered millions for our clients. If you or a loved one have been injured or have property wrongfully damaged, we may be able to help. Do not hesitate to contact our firm anytime for a free attorney consultation. Call one 1- 800-848-1290. That's 1-800-848-1290. Or email inquiries at arkansas-personal-injury.com. Our law offices are centrally located at 212 Center Street in Little Rock. That's the law offices of James F. Swindoll. Personal injury and products liability attorneys serving Arkansas since 1977. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. Hello, my name is David Ashley, and I am the host for Real Talk, Real Money. We do this every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. We hope that you'll join us. Yeah, I want to talk to you about your children, how they can get free money for their education. I want to talk to you about you, how you can start over in your financial health. We want to talk it out. Let's try to figure it out. Real Talk, Real Money. Real Talk, Real Money, every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Join that radio. Be there. Join us. Hi, I'm attorney Deodor Thompson from the Thompson Law Firm, and I want to help with your legal matter. Whether it's criminal defense, bankruptcy, personal injury, or family law, I want to help you. 
I can be reached at 501-503-5095. Don't face your legal issues alone. You need an attorney whose primary objective is to provide you with the best legal representation. Our office address is 415 North McKinley, Suite 710 in Little Rock. I'm attorney Toyota Thompson, and I want to provide you with the best legal representation. I'm Rizal Aaron. We invite you to join us for the Power of Justice broadcast every Tuesday and Thursday from 11 a.m. till 12 noon right here at JoyNet Radio Studios where we talk about issues concerning civil rights, human rights, social justice, and all of the areas that impact civil rights and human rights in Arkansas but also across the country. Tell a neighbor, tell a friend every Tuesday and Thursday right here at JoyNet Radio, beautiful downtown Little Rock, Arkansas. We look forward to seeing you on the radio. Welcome back to the Weekly Sports Magazine. I'm Dynamic Day, playing the best old school bumper music. Joining us this morning is the group from the early 80s. We called them Sky, and this is Here's to You. Got a, the second hour of the show. Thanks for joining me, all of you who joined in the first hour. This hour, we're going to talk a lot about the NFL, but not the way you think. We're certainly going to talk a little bit about the Miles Garrett uh, situation, And then, of course, uh, we'll spend a lot of the first half of this hour talking about Stephen A. Smith. Uh, got a lot of comments from different people. I'm going to give you my comments here in just a moment, okay, because we need to talk about this. And by the way, if you're new to the show, no, this is not your typical sports show. We will have some dynamic pigskin fit picks coming up here a little later on, about a quarter till in this hour. But as I said, we're going to spend a lot of time on Stephen A. Smith because it needs to be talked about. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So here we are today. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, let's say we talked about Tua, but I want to talk about this Miles Garrett situation. Of course, a week ago Thursday, Pittsburgh was playing Cleveland at the end of the game. There was a brawl with Miles Garrett and um, – uh, while I just went blank there for a moment, uh, Mason Rudolph, the quarterback, well, Miles Garrett ran, tackled him. Mason Rudolph didn't like the way he got piled on, and then he he kicks at Miles Garrett, grabs his helmet. Miles Garrett snaps, pulls a uh, Mason Rudolph helmet out, and swings it at Mer- Mason Rudolph, and everybody went ballistic. Last week, Miles Garrett had the opportunity to go and before the. Uh, and, of course, Garrett was suspended for the rest of the season. A couple of the players were suspended with two or three games. Uh, and Mason Rudolph only ended up getting fined only $35,000. Now, why is that significant? Well, it's significant for me because Mason Rudolph was just – he was party to that fight just like everybody else. Now the word has come out that – Part of the problem, the reason Mason Rudolph, according to him, and we can only go by what he said, part of that problem is Mason Rudolph used a racial slur. I don't know that to be true or not, to be totally honest. I can't say one way or the other. But who are we to believe? Should we believe Mason Rudolph 
or should we believe Miles Garrett? You know how you solve this problem. You know, it's like when you used to get in trouble back in the day and your mama couldn't figure out she'd come in the room and it would be a mess all over the room and y'all would point to your brother or your sister. You know what would happen? Both of y'all would get your tails beat. Okay? And that's what should happen with Mason Rudolph is that he should not be devoid of similar punishment as was Niles Garrett. He should have been suspended. Why he wasn't, I really don't know. But he should have been. Okay? So therein lies the controversy, and therein lies why so many people are upset. Because, yeah, he should have been suspended, folks. You can't deny that. A thirty-five Look, a $35,000 fine to you and I, that's a lot of money. To a professional football athlete, and some people say, well, money is money. No, it isn't. Money isn't money. Okay? Money isn't money when you make that kind of money. So Mason Rudolph should have been suspended, but he wasn't. Therein lies the double standard that so many people are upset about with the NC with the uh, NFL, which I agree. I don't know if Mason Rudolph um, issued a, a, a racial slur, but here's what I do know, and we all know it because we saw the video. I'm gonna tell you like this: We know Mason Rudolph grabbed Miles Garrett's helmet. We know Mason Rudolph initiated the whole thing we know mason rudolph attempted to kick miles garrett in the groin now i'm gonna tell you like this the one thing that was off limits to me when i played if you went to the family jewels it's gonna be a fight and i would uh, i would argue that any male would say the same thing when you start going at someone's family jewels that means you're trying to hurt them even when you're, let's say you're getting into a fight with somebody. Soon as they go to the jewels, all bets are off, dude. There's no, there's no longer a fair fight. And the fact that Miles Garrett, uh, excuse me, Mason Rudolph, attempted to kick Miles Garrett in the groin should have been egregious enough. But everybody is talking about Miles Garrett as opposed to Mason Rudolph. That helmet, that that swing with the helmet came after Miles, after Mason Rudolph attempted to kick Miles Garrett in the groin. Okay, so that's my take on it. That's my take on it. Whether the punishment was racist because the white guy didn't get suspended, but the three black guys, Miles Garrett, Ponzi, and the other uh, uh, the other. Uh, Cleveland player, all black. They got suspensions. The other underlying thing is that, see, here's why I think they didn't suspend Miles Garrett. Pittsburgh is down to their last quarterback. Now, you're probably saying, well, that doesn't come into play, but I think it does. You think the, you think the NFL didn't, didn't notice that? If they suspended Mason Rudolph, where would Pittsburgh go for quarterback? I think that was part of it. I don't know. 
I'd like to hear your comments if you'd like to call the show, 855-525-5683. That's the number. Now, let's talk a little bit about this Stephen A. Smith thing and this Colin Kaepernick thing. You all know that for the last three years, I talk very little about the NFL on this show. I used to pick games when I first started this show. Every Saturday, we'd pick games. They were part of my dynamic pigskin picks. I have not done it for three years. I have watched very little NFL the last three years, purposely, because the way they did Colin Kaepernick was pathetic. The way they did Colin Kaepernick was pathetic. So we're going to take a quick break because I need to find a story. But when we come back, we're going to get back into this because I want to show you the hypocrisy of the NFL. And I want to show you the hypocrisy of flag lovers. Okay? Because there's nothing but hypocrisy. And this is why I continue to boycott the NFL and will continue to do so until justice is served. And I'm also going to go at Stephen A. Smith, and I'm glad a lot of other people have, because Stephen A. Smith is finally being exposed for what he is, and that is nothing more, more than a black opportunist. That's all he is. Back in a moment. business owner. Can I talk to you for a moment? How many people have come up to you and said, hey, I didn't know you had a business? Yeah, that can happen when you don't advertise. I have a solution for you. Advertise on joinedradio.com and let the world know that you're in business. I know what you're thinking. Advertising is so expensive. I've got a great package for you that will cut your expense and increase your bottom line. It's only $125 for startup and new businesses. Call me, David W. Coleman, at 615-554-0568, and I'll put together a package specifically for your business. Now is the time to tell the world, hey, I'm in business. Come spend your money on quality goods in my store. Let us help you at joinedradio.com. Here's the number. Call me, 615-554-0568. We are here to assist you in building your brand. Hi, I'm attorney Theodore Thompson from the Thompson Law Firm, and I want to help with your legal matter. Whether it's criminal defense, bankruptcy, personal injury, or family law, I want to help you. I can be reached at 501-503-5095. Don't face your legal issues alone. You need an attorney whose primary objective is providing you with the best legal representation. Our office address is 415 North McKinley, Suite 710 in Little Rock. I'm attorney Toyota Thompson, and I want to provide you with the best legal representation. Who done it? The butler done it. Butler Furniture Depot. Butler Furniture Depot is your back-to-school headquarters. All college students, fraternities, and sororities get a two-piece living room set for only $3.99 or take advantage of our four-piece living room special, which includes sofa, loveseat, chair, and ottoman for only $5.99. Quantities are limited. Who done it? The butler done it. Butler Furniture 
Or what about an extra thick queen-size mattress, full or queen-size for only $2.98, or an Ashley Signature four-piece bedroom set for $4.99, or a five-piece dinette set for only $1.99. Huge selections and savings are going on at Butler Furniture Depot, your back-to-school headquarters. Call 562-8333 for direction. Who done it? The Butler done it. At Butler's Furniture Depot, hablamos español. Who done it? The Butler done it. Butler Furniture Depot. Welcome back to the show, Jamming Sky from 1980, back in the day, kicking back like a fat rat. Old school style, playing the best old school bumper music in the universe. We do it every Saturday. You're listening to the Weekly Sports Magazine. Every Saturday we are here. I'm David Coleman. Here on joinedradio.com, we call it the Weekly Sports Magazine. Today we're talking, this segment we're talking, oh, by the way, the dynamic pigskin picks come up about uh, about 45 till the uh, uh, after the hour. So stay tuned for those. By the way, I will tell you that my record for the year yeah, I still keep it on paper. My record for the year is 42 and 30. I am 12 games above 500. So if you were rolling with me this this year, you'd be winning some money. But as I tell you every weekend, don't put your money on things you cannot control. But I know some of you all still do. My stepbrother does it. He's got this whole little record. Goes over to Oakland and puts up his money, but good for him. If, if you've got the disposable income to do it, why not? You're spending on everything else. I'll tell you quickly, I'm a blackjack player. I love going to Tunica, playing blackjack. So, hey, to each his own, I suppose. But you know how that is. All right, so so those will be coming up here in a little bit. So y'all stick and stay for that. So uh, this segment, I want to talk a little bit about the Stephen A. Smith controversy that exploded last week. Uh, obviously, you know, last Tuesday, uh, Tuesday week, I should say, I should say last Saturday, let me take that back, uh, Colin Kaepernick allegedly got a tryout from the NFL, a long-awaited tryout. But what has come out since then, we understand that this was a trick by the NFL. We know that to be true now, okay? This was a trick by the NFL to put Colin Kaepernick in the box. And I know a lot of you sycophants sycophants for the uh, NFL Y'all will say anything and believe in anything the NFL says and not really look at what's really going on here. Now, they called, they, by the way, if they were legitimate about giving Colin Kaepernick a workout, then why do you alert the media before you alert Colin Kaepernick? That's the first thing. So that tells you that, that should have sent off red flags to anyone who's been paying attention to this. And most people saw it for what it was, was a publicity stunt by the NFL against Colin Kaepernick. Secondly, if you if you didn't believe the NFL or Colin Kaepernick, why did the NFL want Colin Kaepernick to sign a waiver according to the reports that would that would keep him from any future litigation for the against the NFL? Why would they do that if the NFL was being legit? Why would they do that? Because the NFL wasn't being legit, and most people saw what they were trying to do was put Colin Kaepernick in a box. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play some video, some audio, 
and I'm going to read some things. And let's talk. Um, uh, let's start with Dr. Umar Infante, uh, Infante. Because Stephen A. Smith came out just, I mean, lock, stock, and barrel against Colin Kaepernick and has been doing that from day one. As a matter of fact, Stephen A. Smith, anytime black athletes decide to stand up for what they believe in, Stephen A. Smith is carrying water for the white establishment. So we're going to play a lot of some, some audio to debunk Stephen A. Smith because he's taken a lot of backlash, and rightfully so. Because at the end of the day, and you know what, here's what I'm tired of hearing from black people when it comes to bigotry and racism. Because a friend of mine posted on one of my feeds earlier, well, you know, basically, what else are you going to do? He being paid. See, y'all don't understand how this game is being played here. They pay you to keep, you sh keep your mouth shut. So what you do is, because you get all these, th these trinkets, because you're being paid 30 pieces of silver, you sell your own people down the river. Okay? That's what Stephen A. Smith, uh, Jason Whitlock, and the lack are doing. Many of these guys who are black who are on ESPN, for a long time, they wouldn't let black people on ESPN. That was a big complaint. Okay? That was a huge complaint. Now that they're getting on there, what are they doing? What are they doing? They are falling in line with the status quo. Remember Jamel Hill? When Jamel Hill came out and spoke her mind, where is she now? She got fired. She got fired. So you know what all these other black Oh, I'm not going to speak my mind because I, I, I like being on TV. I like this salary I'm getting. So you rather, you rather sell your people down the river. We see it not just in sports now. We're seeing it all across the spectrum. Because what you don't understand here, uh, what you don't understand here is that was the ploy. That was the ploy. Is that, hey, if we give them government jobs, they won't be out there protesting. Let me tell you when I first turned my back on ESPN. I turned my back on ESPN when Sean Taylor was killed, when he was when his home was invaded and he was murdered. Y'all remember that? And they had a guy on there by the name of Colin Cowherd. Colin Cowherd was from the Pacific Northwest. Pretty clear that he had very little interaction with black players or black people for that matter. So soon as soon as Sean Taylor was killed, Colin Kaepernick just out of the blue suggested that the reason Sean Taylor was killed was because, see, he was running around in the wrong neighborhoods with the wrong people. Those guys end up getting themselves into trouble. And I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he suggested that because Sean Taylor was black, that's why he was killed. Which, in fact, he was killed because someone had broken to his very nice home and killed him when the story came out. Soon after that, ESPN, because I wrote a, at that point, I stopped listening to ESPN. In fact, I wrote a long letter to ESPN about Colin Cowherd's continued bigotry and racism as it relates to black players.
and I stopped listening to ESPN. Even today, when I want to get my sports news, you know where I go? I go to CBS Sports. That's been, wow, how long ago was that? That's been over 12 years. The only time I watch ESPN is when there's a sporting event. I, I listen to very little of their commentary now because of what Colin Kaepernick did. Sean Taylor was killed in November of 2007. It's 2019. That's 12 years. See, I don't follow ESPN like a lot of you guys because anytime someone is paying you, see, the NFL is paying ESPN. ESPN ain't going to say nothing about the NFL that's going to be hurtful to them. ESPN is not going to support any cause. They're not journalists. See, when you're a journalist, you don't report what's favorable. You report the news. Let me say that again. Because, see, we live in a time now where a lot of these journalists or these stations that, that tout themselves as journalists, they're, they're reporting favoritism. They're not reporting the news, right, Fox? I'm just saying. So I had to leave ESPN alone. So what Stephen A. Smith is doing, well, I'll tell you what, before I get more into that, let me just go ahead and, and read a couple of things that people have been mentioning about this. First of all, this is from um, uh, Nick Cannon. And if you saw what T.A. T.O. Uh, was uh, on with Terrell Owens was on with. Uh, uh, that's not the one I want. Let me I'm looking for one other thing here. OK, I'll find it. But T.O. was on with um, your boy last week. Uh, I can't get that article. I wanted to talk. I wanted to play what Tanahisi Coates said, and I can't pull it up on this computer because I've, I'm not subscribing to the New York Times. So they only, you know, if you don't subscribe to them, they only give you um, a few articles per month. Uh, I'll pull it up on my other computer here in just a moment, uh, so we can look at that because I think so we can hear what Tanahisi Coates was saying. Because I think it's important. And then, of course, um, I am going to play this piece by Howard Bryant. So let's go ahead and play this short piece by Howard Bryant, who after T.O. called out, um, he called out Stephen A. Smith saying that uh, his co-host was blacker than he was. So here, here is Howard Bryant. And let me get everything set up here so that we can play it without some echo. All right, so here's Howard Bryant. Where's my piece? Okay, here we go. All I'm going to say about this is you cover basketball. You made your bones playing, ba you know, playing basketball, covering basketball. My question on all of this is why is it so important to break this man? Why is it so – we have characters – all over sport. You and I are about, we're the same age. We remember, we remember Jim McMahon wearing a Pete Rozelle yeah. bandana on his head during games. So therefore, why is it so important to break him? If you are breaking him, 
If you can't handle characters, Dennis Rodman's in the Hall of Fame yeah. as a character. What you're really saying is we can handle everything in sport. We can handle the black violence that we forgive. But what we will not forgive is black advo advocacy. What we want is black obedience. And if that's the case, then what you really should do with this entire farce is to come out and say, look, we do not believe that our fan base is going to appreciate or we can't handle the risk of having him support Howard. the black cause. You can't. You get that right. That was Howard Bryant, who's a who's a, a well accomplished journalist. You don't want advocacy, right? But you want drug dealers, you want wife beaters, you want murderers, you run the gamut. You run the gamut of anyone who is 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 playing. All the incorrigible people that play have played in this league. But here is a man who decides that he's going to stand up for the rights of black people because they are being mistreated. And nobody supports him. Not even black people. Not even Stephen A. Smith, a black man who is on a sports show, who has a bully pulpit to bring to light some of the injustices that face black people on a regular basis. So what Stephen A. Smith and others have decided to do is that no matter what happens to black people, no matter what form that I have, I don't care because my money is more important than life and death. And now that we're at that point, that's a dangerous place to be for black people. Because, see, when you're in that position, you seem to believe because you're making big money, you can move out to the suburbs, you ain't black anymore until you're pulled over by that police officer. You're not black anymore until you're slapped upside the head by that police officer. You're not black anymore until one of your friend's child, children gets roughed up by a police officer. That's Stephen A. Smith. He got this big daddy contract now. He ain't got to listen to nobody. See, that's why, he's, that's why he got so upset. That's why he got so upset with... Uh, with T.O. when T.O. said that Max Kellerman was whiter than he, was blacker than he. Here's Dr. Umar Infunde. Stephen A. Smith is being disingenuous. Neither he nor the other Negro sports pundits defended Colin Kaepernick during his protest, nor during the aftermath. What, your, what you sports media Negroes did was undermine his efforts to be by significantly and repeatedly publicly disagreeing with his choice to use the pledge and the anthem as the objects used to bring attention to his protest against police genocide. You media Negroes demonstrated more compassion, concern, and commitment to the racist United States flag and anthem than you did for either Colin Kaepernick or the black community's fight against police genocide. Terrell Owens' comment that Max is blacker than you definitely holds true. 
Your being from Queens has nothing to do with your decision to publicly defend the white power structure against black athletes on a regular basis. Now, if you didn't see that video, if you didn't see that video, Stephen Smith got upset when T.O. said, wait a minute, dude. Max Kellerman is defending black people more than you. He's blacker than you. And then all of a sudden, Stephen, anytime someone says, well, wait a minute, let me show you my credentials. Negro, please. If you want to be proud of your black bona fides, then you ought to be carrying them everywhere you go. You shouldn't be trying to resort to them when you've been challenged on your blackness. But Stephen A. Smith over the years has been doing this to black athletes. Stephen A. Smith over the years, because he's in the white media, decides that, hey, I'm going to play the game because I need this paycheck. And it don't matter that black kids are being murdered. It don't matter that black that police officers are killing black people for lights out on their car. Which reminds me, I'm paranoid because someone told me yesterday I got a black I got a tail light out. I'm serious. I right now on my vehicle I have a tail light out. You know what the first thing I'm gonna do when I leave here today? I'm going to get the tail light fixed because I'm paranoid. Because I don't want to give a police officer any reason to pull this black man over. Because I understand as a black man in America that I can be killed for having the taillight on the back of my car out. Stephen A. Smith doesn't understand that. Because, see, he's got into the black bourgeoisie where he's too busy blaming black people for racism. Racism. Because, see, the racist power structure has decided that, hey, let's, play, let's pay some of these okie-doke Negroes off and they'll support our agenda lock, stock, and barrel. And that's what Stephen A. Smith is doing. That's why you got so upset with, that's why you got so upset with T.O. Because he challenged your blackness. And you like to walk around and pretend like you're so big on blackness. Oh, I did this, I did that. Look. If you black, you black every day, 24-7, 365 days a year. That doesn't change. It doesn't change because you're on the media. I'm proud of my blackness. And any person that is outside of my ethnicity that is offended because of my blackness is not my problem. It's your problem. And as long as we support this power structure, this bigotry and racism is going to continue. It's going to continue. That's just the bottom line on this. That's just the bottom line. Let's listen what Max Kellerman had to say. Like, who cares if he's wearing a Kunta Kinte t-shirt? Like, is, is, is our original sin in this country slavery, yes or no? Is that the reason that 31 of the 32 owners are white, yes or no? Because of the power structure, yes or no? Yes, of course it is. That's the very thing that, that's related to the reason Kaepernick was protesting in the first place. So, so what if he shows up with a Kunta Kinte t-shirt? First thing. Second, like, who cares if he's wearing a Kunta You get that, right? Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith was upset because he showed up in a Kuta Kente stench. Now, by the way, that wasn't T. Stephen A. Smith. 
That was Max Kellerman, the white guy on the show. The white guy, Max Kellerman, was giving more support to Colin Kaepernick than the black guy, Stephen A. Smith, who wanted to resort back and say, hey, I'm black, I'm from Queens. Who gives a damn, Stephen A. Smith? Your action speaks louder than your words. That's why, that's why T.A. said Max Kellerman was blacker than Stephen A. Smith. And then you saw Stephen A. Smith get all in his feelings. He got all up in his feelings because it doesn't matter that he's he's wearing a Kuta Kente t-shirt. This boy, this guy, this man has been blackballed by the NFL because he stood up or he kneeled on a cause that was important. He kneeled because even today, black men and women are being abused by the police department. Even today. How many blacks have been killed by police in unjust circumstances since Colin Kaepernick kneeled? I'd probably say 20 or 30. We just had a trial of a man who was murdered in his home and they tried to pretend like the girl didn't do anything wrong. We had another trial that's awaiting right now where a woman was in her home and the police shot her and killed her while she was playing video games with her nephew. And they're trying to pretend like, oh, it was her fault because she had a gun that was protecting her home. That's just two of two of how many. But Stephen A. Smith hasn't come out and said, hey, this was wrong. Stephen A. I hadn't seen Stephen A. Smith come out and say, now see, that's why Colin Kaepernick was kneeling. That's why Colin Kaepernick ought to be back in the league. But he hasn't. Because Stephen A. Smith is nothing more than a high-priced hoe. Yeah, I said it. Now, some of you all are saying, and I know you're saying, well, Dave, if you're making that money, you do the same thing. I would hope to think that I wouldn't. I would hope to think that I would still hang on to my blackness. I would hope to think that the most important thing to me is my manhood, my character, and nothing can be, nothing, no one can buy off my character. I've had people to approach me and say, hey, man, I like what you do. But, you know, you're a little more controversial than most. I'd love to get you on my show, but. And you know what I tell them? I say, say, man, I understand what you're saying, but I got to be me. What's most important to me is my character, who I am, what I stand for. That's what's most important to me. Stephen A. Smith has no character. He sold that out a long time ago. And I have no compassion for him. I have no compassion for any of these yahoos who are willing to sell their people down the drain for 30 pieces of silver. And that's what many of them are doing. <clears throat> he deserves the beating that he's getting. 
one other article by the Miami Times, and I'll, I'll and we'll move on quickly to my dynamic pigskin picks. This is by Luther Campbell. In the battle to control the narrative of the controversial story, Uncle Tom-esque black pundits play a critical role in tearing down black professional athletes who rebel against white sports franchise owners. By the way, you want me to give you another example of that? LeBron James. Every black man in America should be supporting LeBron James, not because he doesn't play for your team, but because of what he stands for as a black man. But you see black at you see black sports commentators. You even see black people following the sport, dogging this brother. The fallout from Colin Kaepernick controversial NFL workout this past Saturday is exposing commentators such as ESPN Stephen A. Smith and Jason Woodlock for embracing coonery so they can keep their lofty on air positions. Both of them were the first to tweet and go on television to question Kaepernick's intentions and justify the NFL teams have blackballed the former 49ers quarterback for the past three years because of the national anthem protest. On his TV show Monday, Whitlock dismissed black people who criticized his take on Kaepernick as struggling with their racial identity. Tuesday, Smith also defending himself by yelling, I'm a black man, you idiots. So what? Those black men who's turned in uh, uh, Nat Turner, they were black too. Those people that turn in uh, John Brown at Harper's Ferry, they were black too. That's not in the article. I just my editorializing there. And claiming throughout his career he's taken on the fight of on behalf of African Americans throughout this nation. Yet Smith insisted Kaepernick antagonized the NFL by wearing Roots-inspired Kuta Kente t-shirt and telling team owners and Roger Goodell to stop running from the truth. In other words, Smith believes Kaepernick needs to become a company yes man just like him. Friends of mine who know Smith agree he has done great things as an, as an African-American journalist, pulling himself up by, by the bootstraps and become who he is today. But there came a point when he was suspended for being too black. Oh, y'all, y'all remember that, right? And he had to make a decision, kowtow to the establishment or get kicked off the air permanently. He took a $40 million, he took $40 million and a mule. The black people Smith addressed in his rant are smart enough to know that you have to be a sellout if you want to be an African-American TV pundit. Reporters such as Jamal Hill, Roland Martin get pulled off the air when they defend African-American views, whether in sports or politics. In the media industry, if you don't support the agenda of the white oppressor, you cannot be part of the narrative. Though I don't agree with everything Calvin Kaepernick has done, I empathize with the way he's been blackballed for standing up against institutional racism. In the late 1980s, the music industry blackballed me because I decided to fight censorship and the First Amendment right to perform explicit lyrics. Because the only source of information were newspapers, television, and radio, I was branded a hip-hop bad guy. Hollywood's black elite, including Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, blacklisted actresses like comedian Monique, 
because she wouldn't play their game of pleasing the white run entertainment industry. And when she tried to make her case to Steve on Steve Harvey's show, Harvey told Monique she would she went about it wrong and she should have listened to Oprah about kissing ass. The media companies haven't figured out from Donald Trump and the social media age is that people can do their own research on the Internet. They draw their own conclusions as opposed to letting a reporter do the research and deliver the news to them. My 10 year old son can verify facts simply by asking Siri or Alexa, the number of African-American NFL quarterbacks and black sport agents. The NFL didn't want the media at Colin Kaepernick's workout because the league wanted to control the narrative. Of the 50-plus balls he threw, the NFL would have released footage and only of only the balls that hit the ground. Kaepernick wanted to control the narrative, and having the media and his camera crew there to show him hitting his receivers in per- perfect stride with a deep ball. Had the NFL prevailed, Whitlock and Smith would have been the first dudes on camera to claim that Kaepernick was washed up. Their reward is a piece of pie. The ones fighting for the people and equality get placed on the blacklist. I'm not a big Luther Campbell fan, but very well said. And that's the point. And one other point before we end this. Y'all remember Tim Tebow? Let's not forget Tim Tebow, the NFL quarterback that kneeled in protest of abortion during the national anthem in 2012. He was praised by fans as being a model American. He Then he was given three new NFL contracts in addition to a major league baseball contract. Unlike Colin Kaepernick, who clearly stated his protest has nothing to do with the flag or military, Tim Tebow specifically said that he couldn't stand for a flag that allowed for abortion. And you know who and you know who Stephen A. Smith calls his friend, and every time he's on their show, he gushes as if he's a butt buddy with Tim Tebow. My friend Tim Tebow. My friend Tim Tebow. Stephen A. Smith is a hypocrite along with the NFL and along with many of these these pundits who claim that they are for black rights. That's the bottom line. Don't care if you don't like me. Don't care if you don't listen to the show anymore. But one thing that I will never do, and that is I will never sell out my people. I don't care how much money you throw at me. If you don't want me to be who I am, then no, I can't be on your station. I don't want to be on your station. If you don't want me to talk about issues that affect my community, when I have a bully pulpit, then I can't be on your station, nor do I want to be. And Stephen A. Smith is a joke, and all the backlash that he's getting is well-deserved. And I hope they beat you into submission. Because at the end of the day, you need to be drop squatted. 855-525-5683 is the number if you want to respond. I know a lot of people are listening, so I appreciate it. 
Now, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, I want to um, do my dynamic pigskin picks. Appreciate everybody responding this morning. Appreciate it. Uh, I'd like to hear it. Look, we can agree to disagree, but at the end of the day, I will never step back on who I am and what I stand for. Never. I'm a proud black man. I don't have to make money to be a proud black man. So I can say I've been poor. Notice I didn't say poor. I said poor. I was a proud black man then, and I'm a proud black man now. And I'm not rich by any stretch of the imaginations. Uh, I, I, I struggle financially just like many of you. But at the end of the day, all I have is my dignity, brothers and sisters. When I lose my dignity, I have nothing left. When I lose my dignity, I'm not the man that I thought I was. And unfortunately, a lot of black people have sold their dignity for 30 pieces of silver. I shall not do that ever. If you learn nothing else about me, if you know nothing else about me, when I die and I've left this planet, the only thing that you're going to be able to tell, say, is that that black brother right there was a real black brother. That doesn't mean I'm anti-white. I have plenty of white friends that I trust dearly. They are friends. They respect me for who I am and what I stand for. We don't always agree. But one thing we would never disagree on is my manhood and my blackness. A few minutes ago in the show, coming up here in just a moment, Real Talk, Real Money with David Ashley. Well, we're going to take a break, but I think we'll hold off. We'll spend the rest of the show talking about my dynamic pigskin picks. Don't forget, you can win a Coleman's Dynamic gift box with all my products in it. If you beat me, you've got to get your picks posted by 11 a.m., the first game that's on the schedule, if I have an 11 a.m. game. If you beat me, I will send you a Coleman's Dynamic gift box. Yeah, you should be intimidated because last week, although I wasn't on the air, I was 4-2. and two. That brought my record to 42 and 30 for the year. 42 and 30 for the year. So that means I'm 12 games above 500. I pick all of the top five conferences, and then I'll pick a miscellaneous game, and that's usually the Razorback game. So we pick six games every year, every week, starting with the SEC. Now, before we get into that, let me just go ahead and give you an update on some of the top 25 games that are going on. And I'm going to tell you, there aren't really many good games. Minnesota and Northwestern, eh. i tell you the game that I want to pay attention to today is Penn State and Ohio State. That starts at 11 o'clock, and I did pick that game, by the way. Another game in the Big Ten, uh, let's see, number 17, Iowa, host Illinois 6-4, and four. surprising 6-4 and four from Illinois, by the way. Another game, number 22, uh, Kansas at Iowa State, uh, number 15, Auburn hosts Samford. Western Carolina travels to Alabama. Oklahoma State travels to West Virginia. 
Boston College travels to uh, Notre Dame. UCLA used to be a game that you didn't miss. UCLA and USC, the great pageantry from back in the day, has fallen on hard times. Texas State at App State. Texas goes to Baylor. I did pick that game as well. Number 13, Michigan at Indiana. Kind of keep your eye on that game. By the way, Indiana is a 10-point dog at home. Number 25, SMU travels to Navy. And Texas A&M travels to number four, Georgia. Number 20, number 12, Purdue travels to Wisconsin. Memphis, 18, travels to South Florida. Arkansas at LSU, that's going to be a beatdown. TSU, I mean, TCU goes to Oklahoma. Oregon travels to Arizona State. Cincinnati hosts Temple. Utah goes to Arizona. And number 20, Boise State travels to Utah State. So those are your top 25 games. Okay. Now, quickly in the SEC, I usually review those as well. There aren't really any big SEC games. But I did pick some. So, uh, let's see, Western Carolina, Alabama, Sanford, Sanford at Auburn, ETSU at Vanderbilt, UT Martin at Kentucky, Texas A&M at Georgia, Arkansas at LSU, Tennessee at Missouri, and Abilene Christian at Mississippi State. So, here are my dynamic pigskin picks for today. Let's start with the ACC. Pitt versus Virginia Tech. Both teams are 7-2. and two. Pitt is on the road. They've had a pretty decent year. I'm not really sold on either one of these teams. I'm only going to pick the team that's at home today, and I'm going to pick Virginia Tech. They're the home favorite, three and a half points. I'm taking Vitek. Okay? In the Big Ten. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't talk much about the ACC because, to be totally honest, the ACC sucks this year. Did you know that Clemson is probably going to get in the college football playoffs and they, would, they will not have played a top 25 team all year long? I'm just saying. The ACC sucks. In the Big Ten, I mentioned the fact Penn State travels to Ohio State. Ohio State is a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. Look, I'm going to be honest. They're undefeated, number two in the country. Penn State is number eight. If Penn State wants to help have any chance of getting back into the playoffs, this is a must-win for them. They are on the road in Columbus, 9-1. and one. They are a 19-and-a-half-point underdog. I think Penn State is much better than that, even though they're on the road. I'm going to go with Penn State and the points. I think Ohio State might win this game, but I don't think it's going to be by 21 points. I mean, 19 and a half points. That's an 11 o'clock game, so that tells you right there that if you're going to participate in the picks, you got to get them posted before 11 o'clock Central Time. Okay? So I'm taking Ohio, I'm taking Penn State and the 19 and a half. That's a lot of points, man. I think this Penn State team is pretty good. Not a big fan of James Franklin. Although, as a coach, he's a pretty darn good coach. I just don't like his personality. 
Y'all know about the story where he said he looks at uh, he he hire, he likes to hire coaches who have good looking wives because he thinks that's a reflection on their recruiting ability. I didn't say it. He really said that. Okay, let's go to the Big Twelve. I know that's crazy, but he did say that. Texas versus Baylor is the game that I'm picking in the Big Twelve. Look, I haven't been sold on Texas all year long. They have been getting so much hype. You know, they fired Charlie Strong too early. They should not have done that. Baylor is for real, okay? That Oklahoma game proved to me because I thought Oklahoma was going to beat them by two touchdowns. Baylor is a five-point favorite at home. I'm taking the Baylor Bears over the Texas Longhorns, okay? Baylor over the Texas Longhorns. In the, in the Pac-12, as I told you, I pick a game from every conference and then a miscellaneous conference, the big five conferences, that is. UCLA at USC. UCLA 4-6, and six, number 23, USC 7-4, and four, has went down to as much as their third quarterback at some point in this season, but have, have had a pretty decent year to be 7-4. and four. Now, let's be realistic. They're playing in the Pac-12. But still, being at 7-4 right now is not, not a bad thing. UCLA, I don't know what's going to happen to them. Chip Kelly ain't getting it done. There's a lot of talk that he's going to be out of there. We'll see. But right now, I can't put my money on UCLA. I used to be a huge UCLA fan from back in the day. At one point, wanted to go to college at UCLA. Just let's be realistic. Wasn't good enough. But you see it, USC is a 13-point favorite at home, although it's just right across the city, against UCLA. I got to pick USC. I'm not sold on UCLA. In the SEC, not much, not any great pickings here, but I know a lot of people are saying uh, UT has turned it around. I'm not sold on UT. Missouri is 5-5, five and five. UT is 5-5. Five and five. Only difference is that UT, Missouri is playing at home. They are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I've got to pick Missouri at home. I'm going to take the three-and-a-half points. I think Missouri wins this football game. And last but not least, I'm going to regret this pick. But I'm picking Arkansas and LSU as my miscellaneous pick today. LSU is a 42-and-a-half point favorite. And I'm debating. Now, before I post these, I might change my mind. Because Arkansas, in all their losses, they in the first half, they had already given up 35 points. So why would I go and pick Arkansas to cover the 42? Ooh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do that. LSU is a 42-and-a-half favorite against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Can I do that with good conscience? I don't know that I can. I think what I'm going to have to do, I think what I'm going to have to do is change this pick. I think I'm going to have to pick LSU to cover the 42-and-a-half against the Razorbacks because the Razorbacks suck. I don't care if they've had a week off. I don't care if they did fire that quarterback. I don't care if Barry Lonnie Jr. is the interim quarterback. The Razorbacks suck. 
do I want to take that 42 and a half? No, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to take, yeah, I'm going to take LSU in the 42 and a half. I just got to do it. So here's what we got. I'm taking Vitek, three and a half. I'm taking Penn State to cover the 19. I'm taking Baylor at home, minus five. I'm taking USC, minus 13 and a half. I'm taking Missouri, minus three and a half. And LSU, minus 42 and a half. That's going to do it for me today. It's called the Weekly Sports Magazine. I'm here every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m., right here on JordanRadio.com. Appreciate everybody joining me. Hope you spread the word. By the way, don't forget you can catch the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. I'll be uploading it here in just a moment. So y'all stick and stay. Please don't go away. Spread the word. And also, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, and let's get up those subscriptions on Facebook as well. All right. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you joining the Weekly Sports Magazine. See you next week. Listening to the weekly sports page with dynamic David Coleman. On Dice Right Ice Cream Alert 654 Jose. Okay, on nothing. Tune in every Saturday morning from 9 to 10. Brown Richmond 96 double. 96 double. Check out what a player, what a player. Until next week.